welcome to Daily Dose of Randomness. I'm Bailey. And I'm Kat. This is the show where we take three random prompts and make a random story. This week, we're going to go ahead and have Kat start us off. Kat, Here your we go. prompts are earthquakes, puppets, and oil. Man, what's with the puppets? I don't know. Well, okay. So here we go. So once upon a time, there was a puppet. The puppet's name was Alice. And Alice lived in Russia in a hut because she wanted to. Of course. Um, she lived there with her mother and her father, and they were a happy family. Oh. Well, until today. Oh, no. You see, today there's an earthquake in the weather forecast, and there's never been an earthquake in Russia before, so Alice doesn't know what it's going to be like. So she asked her mom... Mom, what do we do when there's an earthquake? And her mom said, I don't know. There's never been an earthquake in Russia before. And so she went to her dad and said, Dad, what do we do when there's an earthquake? And dad said the same thing because it was still true. Um, so Alice went to her school teacher and said, School teacher, where has there been an earthquake? And her school teacher said, Well, there has been an earthquake in California. And so Alice went to her parents and said, can we get plane tickets to California? Because I want to ask the people there how you survive an earthquake. And so her parents thought that was probably a little bit out of the budget. But they did arrange for her to call her cousin, who just so happened to live in California. So she called her cousin, and he picked up and said, hello, this is your cousin. Does the cousin have a name? No, the cousin does not have a name. All right, good. <laughs> And Alice said, I was wondering what you do when there's an earthquake in California. And her cousin said, uh, mostly stay inside and hope we don't fall into the ocean. And Alice said, oh, that sounds like a great idea. What do you do while you're inside? And the cousin said, uh, sleep mostly, but that's what I always do. And Alice said, Oh, well, I don't like sleeping that much. Mom and Dad make me take naps, but I don't like it. What can I do? And her cousin said, uh, I don't know. Whatever your parents say. And Alice said, oh, okay. Well, what do you think they'll say? And her cousin said, uh, I just heard someone knocking on the door and I have to go goodbye. And Alice said, oh, bye. And then she went to her mom and dad and asked them what she could do during the earthquake while she was staying inside and hoping not to fall into the ocean. Right. And her mom said, you know, we did get you oil paints for your uh, last birthday. Why don't you try using some of those? And Alice said, oh, okay. That sounds like a great idea. And so Alice painted with oil paints the entire rest of the day. And there wasn't an earthquake after all, because since when is the weather forecast ever right? The end. That's good. Since when is the forecast ever right? I mean, you're not wrong. It's currently snowing outside, and there was no cold snow. So. so there you have it. That was good. Nice, nice correlation with all of them. Was Alice the puppet? Yes. Okay. I, I didn't remember you saying that, but I, I wanted to make sure. All right. Well, it looks like it's my turn. My prompts are going to be uh, cactus, typewriters, and sports. Dagnabbit. Uh. All right. There once was a guy named Fred. Fred was a great guy. He did a lot of great things for the community. He served 
at his local soup kitchen. He picked up trash for his neighbors. He even volunteered to walk the little old lady's dogs. Yes, Aww. plural. She has 24 and a half. <laughs> How do you have half a dog? It's just a tail. <laughs> ha, ha. Anyway, he always wanted to have a great news reporter uh, job. And he went and he applied at Big Business Incorporated. And they were trying to find all the best stories on all the best businesses like Disney and uh, Fox, which is now owned by Disney. (laughs) And he went there, but the only thing he knew how to type with was a typewriter. So they asked him, well, do you have any computer skills? And he went, I've never really had any electronics except for my phone, which is still an old Nokia flip phone. He was a very old style type of guy. They said, well, we'll see how far we can get you. We'll get you set up with a typewriter of your choice and we'll see how it goes from there. He went, all right. So he starts typing away at this story about this local business. It was a cactus shop and the owner's name was Timmy. Okay. Timmy was not a good guy though. Oh. But if you were to read Fred's report on it, because of the typewriter, the ink would smush all around and make everything so combined and unimaginably hard to read that it made it sound like Tim was a pro football player. So everybody would be flooding to Tim's shop when he actually wanted the opposite to happen. He wanted people to stay away from the cactus shop because the cactuses actually exploded. That's scary. So Fred went up to his boss and said, sir, I need to learn how to use a computer and no longer use a typewriter. And he went, now, son, I got something for you that I think you're going to (laughs) like. He hands him this iPad. He said, I can pair up your iPad to the typewriter. So you can still type, but it will end up coming out clear. So Fred sits there and he types away for hours and hours and hours, working overtime over overtime, shift after shift, to get the story done right. He explains in great detail how the cactus begins to shrivel a little before Mm -hmm. it completely combusts and sends Mm -hmm. spikes everywhere into the house or outside. There was one that was sent to Arizona. Tim's got some friends. Ah. Nobody thought he was a pro pro football player anymore. Instead, they all thought he was a jerk who knew how to make cactuses explode, and nobody really likes a guy who knows how to make cactuses explode. (laughs) So Fred came out on top, and he kept the job, and he still did not learn how to use a computer. But his Nokia phone broke. The end. (laughs) That's an awesome story. We should get my dad one of those iPads. Really? Does he type with a typewriter? No, but he can't use an iPad at all. That's (laughs) terrible. All right, Kat, you're back up. I hope he never listens to this. (laughs) You're back up, and yours are fencing, athletics, and goats. Oh, nice. I happen to love goats. Do you? The others, not so much, but, you know. <laughs> okay, so let's, let's start with a goat because I like goats. We are going to have a goat named Sparky because Sparky. I know two, two dogs named Sparky and no goats named Sparky, so it's time. So Sparky the goat is out in her pasture, and she's eating grass because sometimes goats eat grass when they're not eating laundry and tin cans. True. And while she's out there, she sees this little bird flying up in the sky. And she says, hello, little bird flying up in the sky. What are you doing today? And the bird says, 
I'm off to see a fencing match between two great champions of fencing. And the goat says, why would you do that? It's much nicer to stay here and eat grass. I'm with the goat. Mm-hmm. And the little bird said, well, you see, birds don't eat grass, so I needed to find something else to do with my time. And the goat said, well, okay, I understand that. So Sparky kept chewing grass, um, and then after a while, she got tired of eating grass the first time, and she lay down and chewed her cud, which is still eating grass, but, mm. you know. <laughs> and what do you know? She happened to see a deer walking by outside her pasture fence, and she asked the deer, where are you going? And the deer said, I'm going to see this fencing tournament between two famous competitors. Mm. And the goat said, why would you do that? It's much nicer to stay here and eat grass. And the deer said, but you are inside of a fence, and I am outside of the fence. So therefore, anything I do is better than what you do. And Sparky thought that was a little unfair. But she ignored the deer because the deer was on the outside of the fence and walking away. And there was nothing else to do. Sparky went back to laying in the grass happily. And then, after a while, she got back up and started eating grass again because there wasn't really much else to do. And she saw a rabbit hopping through the grass. And she asked the rabbit, where are you going? And the rabbit said, well, I'm going to this uh, fencing competition. And Sparky said, yeah, I know. Um, That sounds really boring, and why would you do that? And the rabbit said, well... You know, I just didn't have anything better to do with my time, and I thought all of my kids would like to see it. So Sparky thought, "Uh, well, maybe that's a good excuse. Rabbit babies are hard to keep occupied, and there's a lot of them. (laughs) (laughs) And so she let the rabbit go, but she still wasn't convinced. And then, what do you know, a little bit later, Sparky saw a butterfly going by, and Sparky was like, hey, butterfly, did you hear about the fencing competition? And the butterfly was like, fencing competition? I'm going to a sale on athletic attire. And Sparky said, you're a butterfly. Why do you need athletic attire? Mm. And the butterfly said, well, I don't need it, but it's so colorful, and it matches my colors so well. So I just wanted to see all the nice colors. And Sparky said, oh, well, that makes sense. And she went back to eating grass. The end. That was amazing. I was getting a very Winnie the Pooh vibe off that. I think my favorite part of that was the butterfly, because I just pictured a butterfly getting, like, a headband and, like, trying to put it over its, like, antenna, and it's, like, sitting there, just, like, getting pumped up, just, like, and just, like, flutters away. That would actually be really cute to have a butterfly in a headband. Anyway. All right, well. Back to you. We'll do one more, and I got... Fishing, sports, nope, never mind. We don't like that one. Nope. (laughs) I had to hit it one more time because I didn't feel like doing fishing. (laughs) Not after last week. So we have you doing tattoos, vaccines, and pilots. Oh, good Lord. So I don't like needles. I don't think anybody likes needles. But all right, here we go. This is a lot of needles. (laughs) Yeah, that's a lot. Uh, All right. On a kind of sunny, kind of rainy day in the middle of Kentucky air, transitioning from Kentucky to Tennessee, mm-hmm. um, there is a pilot there. This pilot is named 
Gregory. And he's been flying for 17 years now. He is a co-pilot. He's been around the States a couple of times. He's even done a couple of international flights. Got That's trapped cool. in a couple of uh, jails because of it. Oh. Still did it anyway. <laughs> I like that. But then one day he started feeling very, very sick. So his co-pilot said, hey, don't worry about it. I'll take the flight. The moment we land, you go see yourself a doctor. So they landed in Tennessee, and he got off the plane, grabbed his stuff, and immediately found the nearest doctor that he could. Now, the doctor that he found was a very interesting man by the name of Shaka. That's an interesting name. Yes. He was Caucasian, too. Oh. Okay. Yep. (laughs) He sat there, and he was telling him everything that he felt wrong with him. And Shaka was, well, sounds like you have nautavites. Ooh. It's a terrifying disease that could really ruin a man's life. Well, he went, well, I don't want that. How do I get rid of it? Well, you're going to need a vaccine for that. However, we don't have any here, so you're going to have to get back on your plane and head all the way up to Maine. And so he did that. He went, got his co-pilot, got a, got a charter plane, carried a couple of people because, you know, a little extra cash never hurt Oops. anywhere, especially with those doctor prices. Yeah. He gets up in the air. He keeps flying. He still feels terrible. But he's able to fly all the way up to Maine. He gets to Maine. He finds the man who's supposed to give him this vaccine. This man is named Chad. He lived a very boring life. And (laughs) all he did with his entirety was he studied things in his basement. And that's how he made the vaccine for the Nautavites. So he goes to Chad. And he asks Chad for the vaccine. But there's one problem. Chad was completely covered with tattoos and <laughs> I forgot the main character's name Greg oh yeah yep Greg for Greg had a terrible fear of tattoos he hated the whole idea of needles but he was willing to face it to get rid of the Nautavites and Chad looks at Greg and says hey buddy the only way you're gonna get this vaccine is if you get a tattoo like me And Greg shivered. He was so afraid of what was going to happen to him. But he decided, all right, I need to get this cure. I need to figure out what's wrong with me. And so he sat there and rolled up his sleeve and said, go ahead and put on my shoulder a tattoo. And he went, well, what do you want there? (laughs) Now, he never thought about a tattoo before. But he always liked the idea of ponies. So... He got a princess shutterfly from My Little Pony tattooed on his shoulder. That's not a good idea. <laughs> he left it there, and he, he actually wore it with pride. He hated the whole process of the needle, but he said once it was over, it was all good. I liked it. I might get another one. Wow. Then he asked for the vaccine, and Chad just looked at him and laughed and said, You don't need no vaccine. <laughs> What do you mean, said Greg. Well, you don't have Nautavites. What? I was told I have Nautavites. No. You got a common cold. Uh, The end. Oh, my. (laughs) Poor Greg. Although, I mean, it turned out okay. You got a pretty dope tattoo, though. (laughs) 
All right, y'all. Well, that's all the time we had for this week. Please join us next time where we'll be doing more prompts and having more fun and being completely random. Oh, yeah. And uh, don't, don't forget to, like, subscribe so you know when we put our next one out. Yeah, that's a good idea. See you all then. Yeah.